Today we're going to be talking about intoxication. That intro you just heard is from St. Key. That is going to be St. C.I. If you want to listen to more of his music, search up St. C.I. Some lovely music. Today we've got Greg. Greg, how are you doing? Pretty well, man. The whole idea of this podcast is that it's centered around high school and college students and their experiences, their views, what they're thinking at certain times. So I've never seen a podcast about that. So, I mean, I don't know. I just thought it would be a cool idea. But um, yeah, today we're going to be talking about intoxication. Let's start off with Greg. Greg, why when I asked you, was intoxication the topic that you wanted to talk about today? Well, and intoxication is a pretty timely idea, being that me and you, Josh, are currently at a party with a lot of alcohol, marijuana, other intoxicants of sorts. And intoxication is really just something we young people look forward to. That's well said, Greg. And honestly, not even just young people, but a lot of people. The only reason that they look forward to the end of the day is because they can look forward to that intoxication. And intoxication can come in many forms. It doesn't necessarily have to be alcohol or weed. It can be anything that intoxicates them. And that's a crazy word. It, it, it's something that gets you to this new level, whether it's alcohol, which makes you drunk, or weed, which makes you high. It's something that young people, old people, everybody looks forward to alike. And, and, and honestly, it's something that we experience a lot as high school kids, we both go to a lot of parties. We both go to whatever else. And the whole point of those parties is to get intoxicated. It's not to hang out. It's not to talk. It's to get intoxicated. If there's weed there, the point is to get high. If there's alcohol there, the, the, the whole point is to get drunk. And honestly, it, it just depends on your views and what you think of intoxication as a whole. Not just talking about one thing. Because depending on religion, depending on views, whatever else, would view intoxication as a whole as a bad thing. Other people would say it's it, it's something to look forward to. It's something to enjoy. It's it, it's something that you should you know go through life looking forward to. What would you say overall? Not even getting into it yet. Your views on intoxication are. Do you, do you think that's something you should look forward to? Do you think that's something you should avoid? Do you think that's something bad, good? I, I want to hear your thoughts. Well, first of all, I need to define intoxication. Intoxication, in my view, is simply just escaping your everyday normal reality. For example, I do not drink every day. I often rarely drink or smoke, but when I do it, I have the goal in mind of escaping my reality, escaping my monotony that is often modern life. And this can even go beyond drugs and alcohol. Intoxication can be meditation as well. Meditation is an extremely positive way to escape your reality and to break into a new consciousness. And, and going back real quickly to your definition, I... I as as well as yourself, I think that's crazy because, um, you know, I do see it as that definition. I see it as an escape from reality. I see it as getting away from what you are currently in. And, and as you know, I I drink almost every night. 
I struggle with demons. I struggle with life problems. I struggle with people. I struggle with regrets. I drink. That creates something else away from that. As a young person, secularism is a more popular worldview because as a young person, we are confused. We are trying to figure out the world that we are in being Earth. And many young people, say high school, say college, are just trying to figure out this Earth, not beyond to solar system, the galaxy, the universe, and beyond that into religion and God. We are simply just trying to figure out this Earth. So having a secular point of view, intoxication is a huge thing because we can alter our consciousness in this realm, in this earth. And intoxication is very popular among teenagers. There are people that don't party, that don't, say, get invited or come to these things, but many, many people look forward to being intoxicated, whatever it is, drunk or high. And going beyond that, we've said that Drugs and alcohol are the major intoxicants, but it's really beyond that. There's adrenaline. There's dopamine. These things can come from playing sports, from skydiving. That is a huge factor for adrenaline and dopamine, even though many people don't do it. And additionally, for many young women and men, relationships and also sex is a big intoxicant sex is the first tier of physical impulses that we have sex is a huge intoxicant sex is a drug we think of it just as oh this thing oh like it's not a drug it's not alcohol but sex is a drug it absolutely is look at the chemicals that it does to your brain it releases chemicals maybe serotonin I don't know I'm not too read up on the literature but sex is a drug probably the biggest drug the drug that teenagers think about all the time again we are teenagers we are confused we are questioning that's just what it being a young adult is you got a question you find what this earth is up to I'm a person that is deeply curious and I question and I think all the time and still I'm confused. I can only imagine how confused many other people are who don't question and think all the time. Teenagers and young people are confused and therefore they look forward to times where they can escape their reality. They can escape and get into that one-dimensional thinking where they are focused and present. Presence is, is often associated to meditation and mindfulness, but teenagers are not focused on meditation and mindfulness on this sober intoxication, but they want to find presence, true presence, focus on the moment in this earth through drugs and alcohol. So, intoxication can be good or bad, depending on your worldview. But I'll say as teenagers who are mostly secular, trying to figure out their path in this earth and not in religion or any supernatural things, see intoxication as a good thing. This is debatable, but as young adults who are trying to figure out this earth, intoxication can be a good thing.
This debate can go on and on, but again, I am saying as young adults who have a primarily secular attitude, intoxication is something to be looked forward to. Wow. Just wow. Real quickly, I'd like to note that Greg is one of the best people probably to talk about anything in the world because it can create a definition, not only a definition, but also build off that, talk about it, and consistently give you ideas that affect your life as well as what you think right now. And building off of that, yeah, intoxication can 100% be great, be something that high school as well as college as well as anybody look forward to. And obviously, there are downsides that you can look look at from any point of view. You know, drunk driving, stupid decisions, people that overuse those things, which I, I would consider myself one of them. But intoxication is really, for a lot of young kids, something to look forward to constantly. Not only at one party, not only at a few parties, at something that they constantly look forward to. It's not something they can only bring people together, but also, you know, alter their current vision, their current view, their current whatever, man. I mean, it, it, and honestly, one of the biggest things I'd, I'd like to talk to you about is when you talk about it, you, you defined intoxication as a whole lot of things. When intoxication is talked about by parents, by teachers, by anybody, what is it talked about? It's talked about as alcohol and drugs, basically. Those are the two big things that they always talk about intoxication when there's also multiple other forms, maybe less dangerous, maybe less whatever you want to talk about, but they're all forms of intoxication. And parents, a lot of times, discourage the big two right there that I talked about already, drugs and alcohol. And I'm going to give my view real quick, and then I'm going to hand it over to Greg, my amazing co-star, whatever you want to call it, to talk about his views. But drugs and alcohol, of course they can be a bad thing. They can lead to an OD. They can lead to, like I said, drunk driving. They can lead to a million other bad situations. But when correctly used, I personally believe that they can lead to not only different experiences in the moment, but also things to think about in the future. Because when you're thinking about it, 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 it teaches you things that you can move forward with, the things that you can use in your life, whatever else you want to talk about. But honestly, parents constantly, when you talk to them, when, when they're talking to your teacher, when they're talking to your other parent, whatever else, it's really just a case of, I don't want my kid using dr- alcohol, drugs. I don't want you know, them using those things. But when used correctly, I feel that it's not a horrible thing. I feel that those things are overextended and that, of course, it's it, it's founded on some basis, whatever else, but in some cases, when you're using it correctly, when you're using it with friends, when you're being safe, that is not the worst thing for you. There's some drugs. I, I, I personally do not partake in a whole lot of drugs. Weed. I used to smoke a lot of weed. I loved weed, and then it started fucking with my mood swings, all that other stuff. So I stopped smoking weed, but weed? I greened out once, and it was the worst experience ever. I felt like I wanted to die for a solid two hours. 
But when used correctly, I, I, I felt like I could understand more. I felt like I was happier. I felt like I could talk to people and truly think to another level about what they were telling me compared to being sober. Alcohol. I'm not going to talk too much about alcohol because right here I'm going to admit that I have an issue. You know, I drink every night. And like you said, as that definition, I use it to escape a reality. 100%. You know, I, I struggle with my work. I struggle with my friends sometimes. I struggle with girls, whatever else. Any other struggles that I'm feeling in high school. All that stress. If I drink enough, that goes away. I feel fine. I'm like, wow, that's gone. I can enjoy myself finally. So I'm not going to talk about an extreme level of it as an addiction. But as far as safely using it around people you know, people you feel safe around, whatever else, I personally don't think that it's necessarily negative. What, what would you say, Greg, as far as parents' views or parents what they're saying to kids as far as, you know, don't touch this, don't use this, whatever else, because that is the thing that we were taught, that we were told by multiple other people constantly since we were young. Well, to begin, a lot of parents' views is started from the societal impact. And the societal impact is the federal government issuing propaganda. Oh, that word propaganda is pushed away and said, oh, that only happened in World War II and in these far-off countries. But no, the American federal government issues propaganda is to push us away. This propaganda infiltrates into the parents who are indoctrinated already. And they are manipulated by this propaganda again to tell their children to stay away from this stuff at all costs. But people should experiment. Absolutely. People should experiment and try new things to see what suits them. They should be able to think for themselves independently and not be told what to do by the man in charge. So although parents want to protect their children, and that is a vital role of being a parent, like, it is okay to experiment. See what works for yourself, and understand that you can't be up all tight. You can't be tight all the time. You can't be locked up, and you just need to let go. I think all day long, I question all day long, and when I am intoxicated, I'm able to let go of that. There was a great quote by my friend Samuel Langer. Shout out Sam Langer. You are a real one, man. That sober thoughts are drunk words. So being intoxicated peels back these layers, this facade on your consciousness. And when you have that happen, you're able to be open you're able to really express what you mean. I wish we all could express what we mean without this facade, without this worry that people are thinking of us, people are judging of us. I've questioned that a lot. How can we have the openness of being intoxicated without the negative effects of being intoxicated? Because although me and Josh have said that intoxication is something everyone should try and should experiment and that it's a good thing. Like, we need to escape from reality at times. There are negative effects, definitely. It can mess with your 
body physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, on and on. There are negatives to intoxication, but there are also great positives. And this isn't even intoxication. This is anything. There are pros and cons of all of it. So, our parents who are fed by the federal government propaganda are pushing us away at all costs. Most of them are. And the government is pushing us away at all costs. But we should experiment. Now, I don't mean go overboard, but you should experiment and try and see what is out there. That goes back again to the secular idea of experimenting and trying to figure out our confused idea of this world a little bit. As a young adult, you should take action and make mistakes. Please take action and make mistakes. That's with intoxication and that is with anything. Once again, a heavy little bit from you, Greg. <coughs> wow. To start off here, responding to Greg, I, I, I want to say, of, of course, be safe be in a comfortable space, whatever, when you are experimenting those things. Those things are important to experiment, whatever, find your thing, but make sure, first of all, before any of that other stuff, that you're in a safe space, that you feel comfortable in, whatever else, so that you can fully experience what you want to experience at that point when you're not worrying about where you are, who you're with, what the after effects are going to be. As far as the effects of propaganda, uh, I don't fully agree, but it's it's a, an amazing point because I partly agree. I would also say that it's societal standards. In addition to that propaganda that's being put out that you, you shouldn't try these things, that you you know shouldn't let your children try these things, that these things are bad for you all the time, 100%, whatever else. It's societal standards. When we look at earlier times, it's... You know, obviously, there's going to be different regions that have different ideas. You know, Europe is what's what's the drinking age? Eighteen? Yeah. Okay. Um, but obviously, either way, there's societal standards. When you look at back at uh these older times, I mean, e- even from then, you're judged if, if not only if you do these things, but if you let your children do these things, if you let people you know closely do these things, whatever else. But I think my big thing that I would agree with Greg on is that that you should try these things. It's obviously at times strongly discouraged, strongly, you know, whatever off limits because that's what these people are fed. That's what your parents are fed. That's what your friends might be fed is that these things are not okay. These things are bad for you. These things will have negative effects on you, whatever else, but that is not necessarily true. And, and and again, to work in a piece of great, you have to make these mistakes to move forward. You can only do so much based on what you're being told. Of course, you can be told something and work off that, you know, learn off that, whatever else. But there's only so much you can do compared to when you actually try something and when you actually move forward that thing, whether it was a success, whether you enjoyed it, whether you hated it, whether it was negative, whether it was positive, whatever else. Because without that experience, you can only work off of the knowledge you know. You can't work off of what you've actually felt, what you actually know, what you've actually experienced. And my biggest thing, as, as far as intoxication, is totally agreeing with you. And a lot of people wouldn't agree with you, but that's totally agreeing with you. Is it, it, You have to try it. Of course, like I said, 
in the beginning, in a safe space, with safe people, where you know where you are, whatever else. But you have to experience these things, whether it's acid, whether it's weed, whether it's alcohol. And I'm not telling you to overuse these things, to rely on these things effectively, but I'm telling you to try them. And, and I think that's a, that's a really rare view. I don't know the last time, Greg, when's the last time you heard somebody say, yeah, as an adult to you as a high school student or to me as an, a, a high school student, effectively say, yeah, you should go try drinking or you should go try smoking or you should try taking tabs, whatever else. When's the last time you heard that? Not recently. I don't think I've ever heard that. I don't think I've ever heard that. Because it's really not the societal standard. It's not the governmental standard. It's not whatever else. Me and Greg, as high school students, I'm not going to speak for you, actually. I'm going to go back to me as a high school student. I want you to go try those things. I want you to be safe about it, but go try those things. See how it feels. And if you don't like it, never do it again. Try it in a different way. If you do like it, work off that. Don't overuse a substance don't drink too much, whatever else. But honestly, I don't think you can reach your max potential without trying certain things. Because you can always do better. You can always reach a higher level. You can always try more stuff. You can always do more stuff, whatever else. But once again, you, you can't get to that level without actually trying stuff. I personally don't believe that you can reach that level just based on information from other people. I guess my next question to Greg would be, let me think about this one. I want to I wanna ask you a hard question. <laughs> I can go off your point right now. Okay, go off my point, Greg. I want, I want to hear Greg's point off my point. That's what he's going to build off. But uh, here's Greg. And going back to experimentation as a young adult, there are two fundamental pieces that really, really help with this. These are the economic factor and the responsibility factor. With experimenting and with having money, as a young adult, as a high school student and a college student especially, almost every one of us is broke. We don't have the money to binge and to get a lot of whatever we want to get intoxicated on. So that fact right there just makes it easy for us to have less of it. Because when you have an abundance, you become gluttonous and you just do it and do it and do it more. That is not a good thing. And then secondly, responsibility. As a high school student and less as a college student, but as a high school student, you may be stressed out about tests and relationships and all this stuff. But to be honest, you don't really have that much responsibility at all. I don't want to put words in people's mouth, but you probably live at your parents' house. You can get food anytime you want. You have clothes. You get your laundry done, etc., etc. That's a big generalization, but you don't have huge responsibilities. You don't have to take care of a family as a high school student. So, therefore, it is a time to try. And, again, not to try in gluttony because you don't have money, but you can just try it in moderation. These two things, economic and responsibility give you a great foundation to try and to experiment and to figure out your world in a sense. So like like me and Josh have both said, experiment. 
try. Life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. Try and experiment and see just what's out there. That's pretty much it. Experiment. If you've reached this point, that means that you decided to listen to the whole first episode of the podcast, which I'm expecting to be about five people. So to you five people, thank you very much. This has been something that has been a long time coming, something that me and many close friends have been wanting to do for a long time. Um, so so it's, it's really awesome to be finally doing it. Um, big thank you to Greg. Always fun to talk to. One of the easiest people to get deep with as well as have long conversations with. There's about another 30 minutes of dialogue with him, which I'll probably release next week as episode two of the podcast. Um, trying to keep it about 30 minutes just for ease of listen. Hopefully, throughout the episode at some point, you found something that you agreed with, related with, disagreed with, hated, made you think a little bit more. That's really the goal of the podcast as a whole, honestly, throughout multiple topics, is to have you, the listener, decide what you think about what we're saying, as well as build an opinion on the topic that we're talking about that day. So once again, thank you for taking the time to listen to me and Greg talk. Once again, here is St. Key with the outro. He has two singles out right now, one of my really good friends with some really good music. Go check him out on Spotify. Like I'm Mr. Krabs. When I'm making all this money, all I gotta do is add.